Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. That disappointing, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not going to do that again, by the way. So, man, you guys are side for sore eyes. I've not been uh, in this building since uh, Christmas Eve. Can you believe that or not? So I've missed you guys a little bit. We had church online a few times, and then um, I was sick. And so, man, I've missed all you guys. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be preaching this morning. I got Carrie in the front row. Give me a good person to preach to this morning. I'm going to stand right here. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, but I miss Heart and Soul. Did you guys enjoy Heart and Soul a few weeks ago? I mean, I heard it was just an awesome time, and uh, I just want to encourage you, if you're on the Dream Team, if you make this place happen, I didn't get to say this there, but I'm so proud of you guys um, that I get to serve alongside you to make a difference in our community. I want to tell you, everything you do makes an impact. Every hand raised, every person that's come to Christ. I mean, the kids in the kids' apartment being changed by the Holy Spirit. There's no junior Holy Spirit back there, by the way, so uh, we don't get people back there to babysit. We get people back there to, to transform lives, and so, man, you guys are making such an impact. I hope you feel needed and known. I hope you feel significant. They make a difference. Man, if you're on the Dream Team, I want to say a heartfelt thank you. I'm proud of you. I didn't get a chance to be there. So get up for the dream team. Come on, everybody. Show us some love. You guys make all this happen. Um, and it's just a, such an honor to be your guys' pastor and to just to lead the way to follow Christ. And, and so uh, today we're going to jump into our habit series. Uh, we're right in the middle of it. Uh, third week, we kind of made up a week last week online if you got a chance to check it out. Um, but today I'm excited. Super practical day. You guys can leave here with something in your mind that you're going to do a little different. And so I'm just believing that God is going to speak to you in so many ways. And so I'm going to dive into this idea of daily habit. Almost all of us have a daily habit. Maybe you get up and uh, you go to work and uh, you go to the office. Some of you guys may go to a classroom. Some of you guys go to a hospital uh, to serve and work there. Uh, some of you guys get up in the morning and then you uh, get your kids up and you have a full, you're a full-time uh, uh, parent at home and you, you stay home parent. You know it's a full-time job, amen? And you deserve a raise, amen? Nobody said amen. Just a you should get a raise. For, that's a lot of work. That's more work than anything I've ever done in my life. And so you guys have a routine, whatever that routine is. Maybe uh, you get up in the morning, you have an alarm clock set. Maybe it's 6 o'clock. Some of you, the routine is you set the alarm clock and you, you snooze. Where's my snoozers? Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's the whole church. <laughs> Let me pray for you guys today. I, I snoozed a little bit this morning. I'll admit I did it. Uh, maybe you hit it five times. I'll notice. Some of you guys get on social media before you brush your teeth. You know what I'm talking about. The first thing you get your phone, you're like, what did I miss in the last six hours? Like the, the world has changed so much. I got to check it out. So shaking your head. But you know it's true. Some of you guys do that. Some of you guys check your email, like if you still do that thing, right? Uh, maybe you read your Bible in the morning. Uh, some of you guys are a little sick in, in the mind and you go to Planet Fitness at 5 a.m. Where's my Planet uh, Fitness crazy people? Come on, somebody. Nobody in this room? Where? There's one. He's in the back. He's not ashamed, but you can't see him. That's me. That's me. I will not see you at 5 a.m. I love you in the name of Jesus. Um, 
Keep working on those abs. I like that. Uh, some of you guys, you have to make the coffee in the morning. Amen? It doesn't matter if you're 30 minutes late, you make that coffee. If you don't have it, man, the day is not blessed by Jesus. You didn't get the Folgers in your cup. You don't drink that anyway because that's old school and terrible. But um, some of you guys love that. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe some of you guys get up in the morning, you take a shower and brush your teeth. Some of you didn't. Don't, don't, don't look at your neighbor. <laughs> you're like, what me today? <laughs> Tic-tac, anybody? Um, We've got mints out in the lobby. Uh, man, some of you guys get to work. You take the same route, the same routine, the same method. Uh, some of you guys, it's kind of scary. You don't remember doing it, right? You're like, man, how did I get here today? Just such, such a routine. It's such a habit of your life. Uh, some of you guys get home from work. You turn on the beach body. You do, you do a little workout at home. Some of you are like, that's not me. I go to fast food. Where's my fast food people for dinner every day? <laughs> Was that the same person with the Planet Fitness? <laughs> You're wasting your money. I love you, but uh, waste some money. Some of you guys get home and cook, and uh, you make that meal, and, and you get ready for the kids and the family, and then uh, they don't eat all of it, or they don't clean their plates up, and you're upset in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm talking about. Like, I sweat enslaved on that, and that's what you left me with? Come on, dude. Uh, some of you guys get, get your kids in the bathtub. Uh, you throw them in there, and there's always one that escapes. You know what I'm talking about? Terrorizes the house, and, and then they leave a little present for you on the carpet somewhere that happened to me this week. It's like, whoa, wait, what happened here? Um, maybe you get back on social media. That's probably most of us. You're like, man, what I missed during the day? You're scrolling through your phone. She keeps laughing, but man, people spend like two hours a day on social media. So you're, you're scrolling through your phone. Maybe you go on Netflix and you're binge watching and you know, you lean over your spouse and you're like, hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> and you get rejected again. You know what I'm talking about. You go to bed upset. Like maybe that's the routine. I don't know, but we all have a routine. You know, it's true. Come on, somebody. It's true. I'm just telling you, much of what we do is not a result of our, of our daily choices. Much of what we do is just habit. It's just, just out of habit. Matter of fact, there's a study done in 2006 in Duke University. It says this, it says over 40% of our actions we do daily are not a result of decisions we make, but habits we have. Man, can we believe that, that half of what we do is just habitual? Like half of what we do is just a routine in life. It's just a habit loop that happens, and we just did this one day, so we started doing it every day. How many of you guys are sitting in the same seat you always sit in here at Real Life? <laughs> I mean, it's like the day they walk in, like, this is my pew. It's always been my pew. No, nobody's sitting in my chair. This is my chair. It's just crazy how this works, but just uh, creatures of habit. So this means this. If we're going to change our life in 2020, this is going to be like the roaring 20s. This is going to be like the best decade of your life. You're going to have to change some of your habits. Ooh, man, I don't want to change my habits. But you're going to have to change some of your daily routine. You're going to have to ask God to make a difference in your life. You're going to start something small. But James Clear says this. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Barry did a good job preaching uh, about the book Atomic Habits. He says that most people have similar goals. Most people want to make a difference. Maybe they want to follow God. Most people want to be financially debt-free. Most people want to have, be healthy in their bodies. They want to have great friends. But, man, who knows there's drastically different results. <laughs> Who knows, we, most of us aren't on that same playing field. And he says this, this is why there's such a difference. He says, goals don't determine success, but our systems determine success. What he's saying is not what we really desire in life that makes success, but it's our daily habit that makes success. He goes on to say, we don't rise to the level of our goals, but we fall to the level of our systems. What he's saying is because you desire to have these things in your life, it really doesn't make the difference. It's what you do every single day. It's your system. It's those small habits that make a big difference. So today I want to talk about your systems from like a spiritual perspective. I want to talk about some habits in your life that I think can make a, a huge difference in your life. Just small things that can make a big change. And so we're going to dive into the Bible. And uh, there's a man in the Bible that stands out that had a system. I believe we talked about a couple weeks ago. His name is Daniel. And uh, Daniel had one small habit in his life that made a tremendous impact. 
And uh, you know, you think of Daniel, think of Daniel in a lion's den. And it's, it's impressive that, that he shut the mouth of a lion, had the faith to go into the den. But it's more impressive, if not equally impressive, that he stood out as a leader among leaders in his, in his country. The uh, Bible says there was 120 administrators, and he was a leader of those leaders. He was a men among boys. It says this in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. It says, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps, who are just rulers, by his exceptional qualities that the king planned set to set him over what? What was the king going to do? Set him over the whole kingdom. But now, you, know, you, know, you know your leader when the, when the king is like, here you go. You can run my kingdom. Uh, Carrie, you can run my kingdom. I don't have much, but you can have it, okay? And all the problems that come with it. Um, but it's all yours. But you can have it, right? Like, this person's a leader. There's a stick. Like, what made Daniel so special? Like, you might say his leadership qualities. Uh, maybe he was self-disciplined. He was a hard worker, a person of integrity. Uh, and the Bible gives us, uh, it doesn't say a lot about that stuff, but it says one thing in particular that he had in his life that was a habit that made such a difference. And before I tell you what the habit is, I want to show what happened to Daniel. Uh, Daniel got super close to the king. Matter of fact, he was in line to be promoted. He's being groomed by the king to, to take over, to, to run everything, to administer everything. And who knows when you get promoted in leadership, it makes other people jealous. And so all the other administrators around him were like, man, this isn't fair. Like, that should be my slot. And so they came against him to, to cause an accusation. They tried to find a fault in Daniel. They tried to find a weakness, a flaw, a defect. They tried to disqualify Daniel from stepping into this leadership position. It says this in Daniel chapter 6. It says, at this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel for, in his conduct of government affairs. And I love this, and this is a reputation you want to have. But they were unable to do so. Amen. They couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel. They said they found no corruption in him because he was trustworthy, neither corrupt nor negligent. Man, Daniel was squeaky clean. Daniel was above reproach. See, Daniel had a habit in his life that made a huge difference. Matter of fact, these, uh, these, these evildoers, these, these other ministers trying to take down Daniel, they had to come up with a way to trap Daniel of breaking the law. Matter of fact, they had to actually change the law to get Daniel to break the law. It's actually pretty crazy. They went to the king and they basically trapped him with a decree and they said, hey king, nobody should be praying to anybody except for you. So for the next month, let's just have a decree and they pray somebody else beside you, they're going to go in the lion's den. And the king loved Daniel, but he didn't think about it. He goes, man, that's a great decree. I think they should only pray to me. He signs it and all of a sudden they trap Daniel into the situation where he's going to break the law. And I love this because Daniel's habit is going to get revealed to the whole world and he's going to get accused of something that we all should be accused of in Daniel chapter 6. It says this, here's Daniel's system. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, so he knows he's going to get in trouble if he prays to somebody else besides the king, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open toward Jerusalem. I love that little boldness, like I'm just going to make sure these windows are open. You all can see me pray. It says three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God. And here's his system, don't miss this, just as he had done before. See, Daniel, this wasn't the first day he was praying. See, he didn't just pray one time a day or two times a day. Daniel prayed three times a day. Who knows that can be a little inconvenient in your life? I'm sure Daniel, Daniel was a little busy, right? And so maybe he stepped out of some stuff he, that he wanted to be a part of, but said, man, I'm going to seek God today. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to lay my burdens before him. I'm going to listen to his voice. I'm going to walk intimately with my God. And so, so Daniel had this habit of prayer in his life. And not about you in 2020, if there's something that's going to change your life, man, it's going to be on your knees before God, and God's power in life is going to make a difference. And this is what happens to Daniel. You know the story? If you And I, I read this to my boy the other day. He loves, he loves the lion den. You know what I'm talking about? And so, uh, so, so I read this story to him. But, you know, he gets tossed, tossed in the lion's den. The king is upset because he's been tricked. And, and so Daniel prays for protection, and an angel comes down and shuts the mouths of the lion. 
lines. And so Daniel's hangs all night with these lines, which is awesome. And uh, they get up in the morning, King comes down and, hey, yo, you're live. Daniel's like, I'm right here. So he climbs out and then they throw the other people in, which is my son's favorite part of the story. Um, it's graphic video. No, it's cool. Um, but I'm just telling you something in your life. Never underestimate what God can do through one small habit. Don't underestimate just one small habit can change your life. The habit of prayer in Daniel's life absolutely changed his life. I and mean, if you want the power of God in your life this year, you have to change your habits. Maybe reading the Bible. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's uh, coming to church. Whatever your habit is, God is asking you to change. This. Something so small can make such a difference in your life. The power of God made a small act of obedience. And so I want to do this morning is just make this super applicable. And I want to share my story a little bit of some, some small habits that made a big difference uh, throughout my life and my Christian walk. And so we're going to kind of like backtrack to when I was in high school because some of these habits started when I was in high school. And so one of the small habits that made a big difference in my life and, and still does uh, is making a, a priority to be uh, in the house of God and worship of the people of God every single Sunday. Uh, when I was 14, I came to Christ. I thought church was kind of like, why would you ever do that? And I met Jesus. And, and for a few years, I was just kind of in and out and kind of making what I could. But when I was 16 years old, I made a decision. I was going to be at church every single week with the people of God. And, and what I learned is there's people there that loved me. There's people there that it didn't matter if I messed up on Saturday night. They were going to love me and they were going to care for me. People were praying for me. I had uh, some in my life that, uh, that was really my, I would call it like a safety net or like I borrowed their faith. I remember uh, going off to college and it was very simple. Hey, Sean, I'm not going to let you fail. Man, I'm praying for you. I've got your back. I'm here with you. If you're struggling, I'm struggling. I care for you. I love you. There's people that you can't, you can't get this anywhere else. There's people ahead of you giving you their wisdom, and, and you're learning from their mistakes. Uh, one of the greatest lessons I learned in high school was not to do certain things that somebody else had done. They ran away from God when they were 18 and did a thing until they are 28, um, almost committed suicide, almost lost their marriage. And the, the thing I got from them was, Sean, don't do it this way. Whatever you do, don't do it like this. I don't know. You can't get that on a podcast. Amen. You can't, you can't get that by watching church online. You can't get the relationships that God wants you to have. You never know just how one relationship is going to change your life. You never know how one conversation is going to take you where God wants you to go. And so for me, being in church every Sunday, it just reminds me of who I am and who God is and how it's just not about my story. You know, long before I carried a microphone on stage and long before I was called in the ministry, I was going to church every single week. Long, long before that I had a call in my life to do this, or, you know, you might say, well, you're the pastor, of course you should be every Sunday. I'm just telling you, long before all that, long before, I made a commitment to be around the people of God, not to just listen online or, or read the books, but to be a part of the people of God, because you got people in front of you, amen? you got people who got some wisdom in your life that, that can sit down and say, hey, don't do what I did, or, man, God's got this. You take a step, take a step of faith. you got brothers and sisters next to you bleeding in the trenches, amen? And you're working alongside them, serving for the cause of Christ, taking some ground from Satan. And you got people behind you that need what you have. You've learned something about God in your walk with him. You can say, hey, hey, that, don't worry, that, that's it? No, yeah, God's got that. And you just build them up in faith. I'm telling you something, there's a small habit. I mean, it sounds so, like, easy, but it's not easy for people to do. This culture today, it's uh, less and less attention in church. I don't know if you know that's tracking that way. And it's just, it just goes farther away. I'm telling you something, man. I need it more than anybody. You're like, well, you're the pastor. It's like, hey, you know what? There's never a conversation uh, since I was 16 years old if I was going to go to church on Sunday. If you were to come to my house, it, you know, I didn't have to go to church when I was in college, but I went to this church. I found a church. I'm just telling you something. On Friday or Saturday, it wasn't like, man, I'm awfully busy this weekend. Got a lot going on. Man, I, we can't make it. I'm t it makes a difference. I remember talking to, to Dave Taylor. I said, man, what made a difference in your life with your kids? He's like, we always went to church. We always were around the people of God. Because you never know. You need other people in your life saying, am I making sense? 
of you guys are like looking at me like, of course, the pa- that's a pastor's sermon. He, of course he's saying this. I'm just telling you, God has made a difference in my life just by coming to church. Amen? Amen. We're going to work on you guys today. We're going to get there. I need some water, too. I'm about to preach. I need some water. <laughs> I'm like, you ever get your like, lip just dry? I don't know what's going on today. I'm still recovering from all the, uh, the medications I've been on or something. I am, I'm glad you're back among the living, by the way. I think I had the flu and like 15 other things. Sinusitis. I don't know. Everybody's been sick, but... Um, Man, one of the habits that made a difference in my life, and I started doing this when I was 18 years old, I started giving to God. Um, it, this person challenged me and said, you know what, God has been so faithful in your life. Uh, everything you have is from him. He owns it all. You need to honor him and give 10% back to what God has done in your life. And at 18 years old, 10%, what, it sounded like a lot of money. I mean, 10% is 10%, but 18, man, I worked, I worked at a, on the border, come on somebody, in Lee Summit, and I haven't been back since because it's terrible, and if you like it, that's great. Um, but I haven't been back since. I used to work at Toys R Us, come on, Bannister Road. I made it out. I survived, you know. It's not there anymore. It's just, <laughs> just a field of dirt now, right? Um, but that's what I did. That's why I worked in high school, and, uh, you know, I started giving to God. And I had to take a step of faith. I remember the first time I gave, I'm like, man, I don't know. This might be silly, but we'll see what happens. And God has just always been so faithful in my life. I remember going to college, and, uh, and uh, I, I didn't get, nobody else helped me with college. I had to pay for my own college. And so first thing I did, go down to, to Springfield. I was like, I'm looking for a job. And who knows Springfield's a college town? And you're like just one of another 100,000 uh, young people looking for a job. And so I started praying in my dorm room, and I said, God, I need a job. God, just send me a sign. Get, just open a door. And uh, literally as I'm praying, there's a man walking down the hallway. Anybody need a job? <laughs> Anybody? God, that was really fast, you know? Is that you? Is it, I don't, I'm not sure. I'll just sit here and pray. No, it's kidding. I out the door. Yeah, I need a job. And guess what? I took that guy's job. I cleaned airplanes at the Springfield Airport for, for four years. Absolutely loved it. An incredible opportunity. And uh, I made pretty good money doing it. And I'm just telling you, man, God has just been so faithful in my life. Matter of fact, my freshman year of college, my car broke down in Plano, Texas. And I had uh, the exact uh, amount of money to fix it, which I was pretty broke at that point in my life. I had just been deposited in my account. I had a check. Uh, it was like $686.00 some odd sense, and the exact amount of that check was what it would what it cost to fix my car. And so uh, God has just been faithful, and it's like, well, why would God do that? It's like, man, just build my faith. And so today, it's like not an option if I'm going to give. Like, I'm just like, man, I'm going to give because under God can use it. I want God to bless my life and God to use my life. But it's just some small, one small habit. Just one small habit has made a difference in my life. You know, as a pastor, I need to be spiritually strong. I have to follow Jesus, and who knows, you don't accidentally become spiritual. Come on, somebody. Like, you can wake up one day and be like, whoo, man, Holy Spirit is working my life today, and things are going amazing, and man, I didn't pray or read or follow God at all, but man, I'm a spiritual person. It doesn't work that way, right? And uh, that's a discipline you have to work in your life, and, and one of the things I would encourage you to do is, is to get in your Bible and follow God. Just read the Bible every single day. I mean, seek his face. And you know, honestly, I didn't read the Bible every single day growing up in my life. I mean, I was in Bible college struggling to read the Bible. Uh, in my 20s, I'm like, man, I got to get this habit. I got to get this habit. And so, um, man, I said, I committed, and this has been a few years back, but I committed, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover every single year. Like, I'm going to get into the face of God. I want to see what God has for me. I'm gonna, God, what do you want to do in my life today? I'm going to make it a priority. And so, uh, man, that's just something I, I stick to every single day. It takes 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to read the book cover to cover. But where are you at, you know? Like, are you, are you in with the face of God? Because you just don't grow spiritual in accident, amen? You got to make it a habit. You got to make it a priority. It's shocking how many people don't even open the Bible. It's like I go to Sunday and like, man, this is this is my this is my one meal a week, amen. And for, for me, this is the this is the icing on the cake. Like Sunday's the celebration. Like this is the dessert, amen. 
like, like the substance happens throughout the week. Like, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to come here. I'm going to celebrate with everybody else. But, man, I can't expect to go to, to church on Sunday and be discipled and know everything God wants me to know on my own. Man, I didn't make a change in my life. And so I'm going to pursue him on my own. It's super easy. Who knows you got the Version Bible app? Amen. You got, who, who uses the Version? Man, put your hands in the air. Version. There's the, I love it. You know what? You can just get on the Version. That's what I do. And it will read it to you. Amen. Now, I love to read with it because I'm, I'm, I want to see it. And a lot of times I got the Bible in front of me. I can read it. But man, I loved going through the reading plan. It just makes a difference in my life. You're like, man, this is such a pastor sermon today. I'm just telling you, these are small habits that make a big difference. Maybe for you, it's journaling. I know you guys tried doing that before, spiritually journaling. And uh, when I get into a season of like, man, just struggling with what God wants to do and I don't know what direction to go, man, I start keeping a journal. And I'm just reminded of how God is so faithful through the prayer request. Man, I'm, I'm searching for an answer, and I'm just following him. And I don't do that all the time now, but there's seasons in my life for years where I, I'd write down and journal. I have those journals uh, on my desk. Uh, one of the things I love to do, and this is, uh, this is something that I've just done recently as I started being lead pastor of church. I love to worship God through song, and not just on Sunday, uh, but I, I cheat because I know the song set, right? And so I get on Spotify. Matter of fact, I did it on the way here this morning. And I'll listen to all the songs before I get here on Sunday. And what it does is it just helps align my heart to what God's doing. And I get to be reminded of who he is and what God is doing in my life. And I, I love to sing the songs on Sunday. I'm going to tell you something. I don't show up and wait to, for God to move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to come here excited for what God is already doing. I'm, my, my energy is up. I'm excited to see his presence. And so all week I'm worshiping Jesus. I'm not going to worship Jesus just on Sunday. Amen? And so it's just small habit. Like, I love to turn on. I and mean, if I'm in a bad day, I mean, that worship music will change my day. It will make an absolute difference. You know, one of the things that I do is I have these daily declarations that I, that I read to myself. Uh, I walked through a really tough season in ministry a few years back, and I never thought I'd be leaving that ministry. Uh, I never thought I'd be in a situation I was in. I never thought that, that people wouldn't like me in leadership. Maybe it was the skinny jeans. Like, I don't know what it was, right? Um, but I, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know where I was going to go. And in that moment, there's a lot of insecurities. There's a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of um, un, unsure. Like, when you're unsure of something, you, you, you start to question yourself. And I've never had that season in my life. Like, I've always been pretty sure of myself. And uh, in that season, I just was falling apart, like, in my head. Like, it's in my head. I didn't know what to do. And so I started writing these daily declarations, just encouragement to, to myself, just a spoken word of myself. Like, God has made me this. This is who I am, and this is who I am. This is, this is my calling. Like, I'm not going to listen to the voice of people that are tearing me down. I'm going to listen to the voice of God. It's the only voice that's going to matter. And so I read these over myself every day because I remind myself of who I am. You know one of the things I love to do, and this is, is a habit, and this is a weekly habit, but I listen to a podcast. Uh, there's, there's people who put out podcasts, and when it hits, I'm like, yep, we're listening to that. <laughs> because I want my leadership to be sharp. Like, I will be growing. I believe leaders are learners. I mean, uh, as, as uh, Jared once said, uh, Jared Taylor, he said, I don't want to be a know-it-all, I want to be a learner-it-all. And so I want to get better. I want to be challenged. And so those podcasts shape my thinking. I don't know about you, but how did Daniel change his life? I mean, Daniel had one small habit. He prayed. He got on his knees and said, God, I can't do this on my own. This isn't my story. I've got some enemies, God. You can take care of it. Hey, there's these lines coming up, but I'm going to trust you. You have a plan that's bigger than myself. God, I lean into you. And he said, just as he had done before, this was his daily habit. This is what he did. Last week, or a couple weeks ago, we talked about don't set the what goal, set the who goal. The who before the do. Like, we don't, you know, I love, like, what you do for your career and what your title is and what position you have or what, what your position you may have on the dream team. But who are you becoming? Like, who do you want to be this year? And some of you guys set out some stuff. A couple weeks ago, you said, man, I want to be a godly parent. Man, I want to be a person, I mean, that's passionate about sharing the gospel. Man, some of you said in 2020, I want to be clean and sober this year. Some of you said you're going to break some addictions you've had for the last decade. 
Some of you decide that you're going to battle that insecurity. Some of you said you're going to put the past in the past. Some of you guys made decisions about who you're going to come this year. And so my question this morning is real simple. What habit are you going to create to make that happen? What small habit in your life are you going to put in place? What, what thing are you going to do that's going to change the direction of your life? Can I encourage you to make that habit? Just start small. Just start small. Man, don't, don't hit the snooze button in the morning. Amen? We can do all things through Christ. Don't hit the snooze button. The first decision you make is what time you get up. Scott Germain told me that. I was like, okay, Scott, I guess I'll have to pick my time. Man, read your Bible for social media. That'd be, that, we'd, we'd all be in a Bible, wouldn't we? Man, less social media or something, maybe. Um, man, pray, pray through kids before they go to bed. This is something I started with my kids, and it's, I mean, it's an absolute blessing uh, to pray through kids. And, and then you say, hey, Jack, what do you want to pray for? And he starts praying for mommy who's sick. She's still sick. It's cool. Um, but but she, he prays for her, and it's like, man, that's so incredible to watch him grow spiritually. My boy's three years old. He knows more about Jesus and God than I knew when I went to Bible college. Amen? I didn't grow up in church. And so for him to see these stories and more is caught than taught and just to show him how to pray, it's incredible. Hey, one of the small habits, you just make your bed in the morning. Amen? Second choice you make. You're like, I don't like this preaching message today. Um, be a godly role model to your parents. Man, have a spiritual touch point. When you leave today after this gathering, one of the best things you can do if you have kids back in the, in the, in the program or maybe they're in here, say, hey, what, what did God show you today? Like, what was your favorite part of the gathering? What was the coolest thing that God showed you? What did you guys do today? Like, lean into it. You know, it's funny. My, my boy's three, and when he was two and a half, he did this. He could tell me what happened. He could tell me who punched him. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. Um, but he could, he, could, he could tell me all the stories of Jesus. He sings the songs. He absolutely eats it up, man. Be a spiritual leader. If you want to be a focused person, get a note card and write out three things you can do to be focused today. Like, these are three things I'm going to get done. I'm hell of high water, man. This is what I'm going to get done. You want to be healthier? Man, start something small. Walk three times a week. Amen. Yeah, walk for 20 minutes. You guys can do this. Seems like, I've tried this before, Sean. It's like, try it again. Take a little step. No pun intended. Man, what's your new habit? What's your new habit? What's, what's the thing that God's calling you? What's your system going to be? And you're like, man, I'm not a systems person. Like, I don't, I hear you, man. I, I, I hear the habit. I hear this, but it's just not me. You've got a system whether you know it or not. I mean, for some of you, it's like snooze, snooze, snooze. You get up, you, you kick the cat, you're late, like out of the way. You know, you, you take the bath with the body spray. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? And then you run out to the car, oh, I forgot my makeup because you didn't get on. You get your makeup. Oh, there's kids. I forgot about those things too. And you, and you run around late. You didn't make the coffee. You get in the car. You drop the kids off. You're doing the makeup. You're weaving through traffic. People are waving at you with one finger because you're not looking at the road. You know what I'm talking about. You get to work. You're grumpy. You get home. You're rushing through the day. And you finally get to the next that TV. And you're like, oh, I get to relax. And then we stay up super late. We do it all again, right? Like that's the routine. Like, that's what's going on in life. you got to break some habits to make this year incredible. Man, what system are you going to change? What habit are you going to make? What's going to change your life? And I want to just encourage you about what a habit looks like. It's real simple. There's a trigger, and there's action, and then there's a response. Like, so maybe you walk by the fridge, and you're like, trigger. And you're like, oh, there's some ice cream in this fridge. Action. And then you get that sugar rush. You know what I'm talking about, right? Or maybe, maybe your phone vibrates in your pocket. Trigger. And every time it does something, you're like, oh, got to be on it action and you're like just in that zone like a teenage zone <laughs> that face you make when you're on the phone right your jaw drops or maybe you walk by a tv and you're like oh my show and then you grab the remote there's your action and then you do it. it's just real simple it's just these little loops we have and so i want to encourage you today to change your habits and you say well how do you change your habits there's two things i want you to do and it's, it's very important to do these um two things to change about your trigger and, and your action two things are so important about the trigger and the action one is make it obvious let me say make it obvious Make it obvious. If you want to change your habit, just make it obvious. If you want to take vitamins every day, dude, don't put them in the cupboard. Don't put them in the medicine cabinet. Put them on your nightstand so you wake up and see and make it completely obvious. Like, oh, yeah. 
Like you gotta take some medication, put it there. If you wanna read your Bible before you go to bed or read a book, man, you get up in the morning, put your book on your pillow, amen? Because you're gonna have to move it when you go to bed, if you're sleeping in, in the bed, right? Um, but you have to move it. And so there's a trigger. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you wanna uh, get healthy. Um, man, j- just, just put, put that mat on the floor right there. You have to trip over it. You know what I'm talking about? Just, just have it set. Have an alarm clock set like on your phone. Say, hey, I'm going to do this. Man, you want to be a person of encouragement? You want to ride note of encouragement every day? Man, put the blank note on your desk the day before. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. So it's just a little habit, just something really obvious. And the second thing is probably the most important thing. Make it easy. Somebody say, make it easy. Make it easy. Make your habit easy. Like, if you're like, man, I don't read my Bible, and I don't know what I'm going to do to get in the Word of God, do not come up here and say, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover this year. I think it's a great, your heart says that, but start something easy. Like, bigger is not better right at this point. Just start something small. Read a verse a day. You're like, well, that's not very spiritual. Well, it's not spiritual than doing nothing. <laughs> read a verse. Like, seriously, go to you version. You can go on the, right, the app. You all, like, told me to use that, and it will send you a verse of the day. And don't skip that. <laughs> Like, don't delete it. I read it every day. I'm like, man, what are these guys talking about? I'm reading it. Like, what, what's God want for my life today? Like, just be a part of that. And then if you're faithful to that for like 27 days, you got all year to figure it out. If you're faithful to that 27 days, maybe God puts a desire in your heart to read two verses. Maybe God puts a desire in your heart to do a reading plan. Maybe he puts a desire in your heart to read a chapter. And through that year, start small, but let it grow. Maybe you want to pray with your spouse. Maybe, maybe you're like, look at me like, that's just weird, you know? Like some of you are like, man, I don't like praying by myself. And man, you pray for my spouse. It's just, it's just too intimate, Sean. It's just too weird. Man, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say this. I don't know if I should say this. But we can have sex with our spouse, but we can't pray together. Come on, somebody. You know? It's just too intimate. It's just too weird. Like I can't do it. It's like, really? I mean, maybe God, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> somebody's going to quote me today <laughs> on social media. <laughs> you can sick your spouse. You pray. <laughs> It's like a guilt trip, but it's crazy, like, how we talk ourselves in this stuff. Like, is that really real? Like, you just start something easy. Just grab your spouse's hand and just say one thing you're thankful for. Just, just grab your hand and say, I'm so thankful. I have a smoking hot wife. Amen. Just be thankful for something. Like, or be thankful that, that she serves you so well. Thank, thank you that she got up and, and took care of the kids today. Be thankful that, that she cooked you a meal. And be thankful that she, 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 she loves you the way she does. Be thankful she puts, puts up with you. Amen. They just pray something small, and I believe God's going to use that over time to build a prayer life together because I believe God wants you to do that. I mean, if you're going to get in shape this year, just make it easy. I know some of you think I get in shape, I get the, the, the black pass to, to Planet Fitness, and I think that's a great thing to do, but it's not a great place to start. I mean, if you're going to start getting in shape, just do 10 push-ups. You're like, I can't do 10 push-ups. Do one push-up. I can't do a push-up. I mean, just sit down and stand up. Do it 10 times. Just start something easy, right? Just do it every single day because all of a sudden, this habit in your life is like, man, you got to get in better shape. You've got to do it. you got to make this consistent habit in your life. Just make a change. we got all year to get this done. If you focus on one habit this year, just one habit. I'm not saying take the whole world. I'm just saying take a habit. I mean, say this. I will do blank after blank. I'll do blank after blank. I mean, after I get up in the morning, I'm going to read my Bible. Maybe say before blank, I'm going to read my Bible before I brush my teeth. Amen. You're going to have some bad teeth, <laughs> but you got to read your Bible. Amen. Like just force yourself. Like, man, I'm going to have this habit. I'm going to read that verse before I go brush my teeth. Some, some of you, uh, you have a routine I'm a, before, after I make my coffee, I'm going to read a verse of the Bible. That'd be a great Instagram picture, wouldn't it? Some of you guys have done, you put that coffee. I'm looking at Carrie right now. I got that perfect picture. <laughs> You didn't read it. You just set it out there, you know, the book. You know, it's like, this is great. Like, I'm spirit. I'm just kidding. She does. Um, but, th- but think about Daniel. Look at his routine. In the morning, he's going to have some eggs. He has some protein. And then he's going to pray. And then, and then at lunch, he's going to have himself a ham sandwich. He's, you know what? He's going to go for roast beef. 
He's going to have some more protein. He's going to have some, some carrots on the side. And he's going to pray. And then Daniel in the evening, he's like, I'm going to have some grilled chicken and some broccoli. And he's going to pray. Every time I have some protein, I'm going to pray. This was his habit in his life. I, I made the protein part up, okay? Um, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. But he always prayed three times a day. Like, what habit do you want to have in your life? I mean, you put the kids to bed, uh, maybe that's your time to do your Bible study. Uh, put the kids to bed, maybe it's your time to work out. Maybe it's your time to pray with your spouse. Like, what, what is, what's going to happen? When, when is it going to happen? That's what I encourage you. Never underestimate what God can do through a small habit. Never underestimate it. Just think about this. you got all year to perfect the habit. Some of you guys are going to start something and like two weeks later, you're like, man, what happened? I, was, I wanted to do that. Like my goal was to be spiritual in 2020. Like I wanted just to, to see God in so many ways. I also encourage you, because I got to say this, this is so important. We don't do all these habits because we have to. Like I, we don't have to read the Bible. We don't have to give it to God. We don't have to go to church. Like we don't have to pray together. We don't have to do this stuff. We get to do this. And uh, the Bible says this, it says, if you love me, comma, you'll keep my commandments. It says that in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And it's not saying, if you love me, keep my commandments. So like, I know you love me if you're doing everything right. That's not what it says. What it says is if you fall in love with me, like if you desire me, like if you want me, these commandments aren't burdensome. Like I, I just get to do this. Like I, I want to go to church. Like I love God. I want to be a part of his family. I, I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. And so God, God is not making you do this, but he wants your heart. And when you give him your heart and you see your affection and he's a centerpiece of your life, I mean, you just want to follow him. So I would encourage you, man, don't do this because you have to do it. Don't try to be spiritual. You are a spiritual God. He gave you a life of victory. His Holy Spirit lives inside of you. I'm telling you something. This year, this year is going to break out year for you. If this decade is going to be the roaring 20s, don't underestimate what God can do through a simple habit in your life. I love what Zachariah says this. Do not despise small beginnings for the Lord what? The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Man, God wants you to begin. We're not going to be like, oh, you're just now finally reading your Bible? <laughs> you know? It's like, no, man, we're so happy you're reading your Bible. God is so happy you're taking that step towards him. God's so happy you're having a life of prayer. God's so happy that you're praying with your spouse. God's so happy you're being a spiritual leader to your kids. God's so happy you have a heart of gratitude. God's so happy you're breaking those addictions. Man, take that first step this year. Don't let somebody rob you of that. Don't let, me, don't let a failure in the past stop you from making this year the, God, the year that God wants to have for you. I mean, what would, you look like, what would your life look like in 12 months from now if you had the habit of reading the Bible every day? Like, what would your life be like if you began to pray like Daniel prayed? I mean, what would it look like for God to shut the mouth of a lion in your life? Like, what, what would it look like if, if you began to pray with your spouse? Like, what would your family look like if, if, if you started having touch points for Jesus? Like, what would, you, what would your life be like? And I just encourage you to add just one small habit this year. Like, just what is God telling you to do? Just pick that habit and say, you know, I'm going to take that step. I'm going to be committed to that. I'm going to follow through. And you know what? You may fail in two weeks, and you're going to start with something different. Maybe your goal was too big. Maybe your trigger was too, wasn't obvious enough. But I'm going to tell you, by the end of the year, you're going to master a habit. Amen? Master a habit. Man, maybe this year is Bible reading, and next year is prayer. And the year after that, maybe you're going to go to Planet Fitness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it is, but just pick one thing this year. I believe God's going to use it to change your life in so many ways. Amen? Man, I'm excited about this. Are you guys excited about this? Man, a habit. I'm going to go around and be like, what's your habit? What's your habit? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you, what's your new addiction? Like, what, is, what are you addicted? I'm, I'm just going to be all around this place next few weeks. I'm just going to see what God's doing in your life. And I want to encourage you, man, let's end this year strong. Let's just not start in January, but let's, let's be the people in the year we made it to the book of Revelation. Like, we, we read the Bible together. 
Man, we've been praying every day. We saw the power of God. Let's, let's let God do something in this church. Let's not do it on our own. Let's not run our families. Let's not run our business. Let's let God do something this year. Amen? Father, we come before you. God, we thank you so much. God, you're a God that, that wants us to take the step. God, you want us to take a, a new habit in our life. God, we, we don't want people of, of habit that do the same thing the world does. God, we want to be disciplined. God, we want to just take one small step, something obvious and something easy. God, I want you to, to change me from the inside out. Though those of you today, you know what? You're saying, I want to seek God this year. Like, I want 2020 to be the breakout year for me. I'm going to talk to my life group about it. I'm going to talk to my family about it. Man, I'm going to go public. Man, this is real. I'm excited to start a habit that's going to get me closer to God. I'm going to go all in. If that's you, just lift your hand high in this place and say, you know, I want to go all in with Jesus this year. I see your hands. I want to go all in. Anybody else? I want to go all in with Jesus. This is going to change my life. God, thank you so much for only doing what you can do through your spirit, God, that we're going to be a people that are going to be full of you this year. God, we're going to lean into you. God, we're going to flip the page. It's going to change our life. God, we're going to see you in ways that we haven't seen you before. God, we ask you to do work in our lives. You change us from the inside out. God, remind us that you don't despise small beginnings. We're going to try it. If we try it in the past, we're going to start again. God, help us have a, a habit in our life that honors you. God, there's something small that makes a big difference. As we keep praying, we're talking about this idea of starting a habit or a new discipline. Uh, but today, some of you guys need a completely fresh start. You're not looking for a habit. You need a relationship with Jesus. Maybe there's things in your life that have been holding you back. Maybe there's an addictive habit. Maybe there's a mindset. Maybe there's a loneliness or anxiety. Maybe you're imbalanced by yourself. Can I just tell you today that Jesus wants to fight your battle for you? That Jesus is on your side. He wants to give you a fresh start. That Jesus is God's son sent here to make us whole, make us complete, to give us a victorious life. Jesus came to our, our world and died and became sin for us on the cross. He died for all our wrongs, past, present, and future. And the Bible says on the third day, he rose from the grave, defeating death, hell, and sin for us. The Bible says anyone who calls on Jesus will be saved, will be made new. I mean, we aren't defeated. We are victorious today. God has given us a new name, a new hope. He loves us more than the grains of sand on the earth. He knows every hair on our head. Today, you might need more than a habit. You need a savior. You need Jesus. And God loves you. And he can, you can be trusted with his future. You can hand your life to him today. And so maybe across this room, somebody say, you know what? I need Jesus. I want to say yes to him today. I Man, I, I don't need a new habit. I don't need to change myself. I need God to change my life. If that's you and you say, I need Jesus. I need forgiveness. We just lift your hand up. I'd be looking around and say, I want Jesus in my life today. I want Jesus to change my life. And I need him. I need his power and his presence to change me. And Father, we come before you. God, I pray that, God, you come to my life. God, you save me from my sin. God, thank you so much for sinning, Jesus. God, I've made this too much about my self-help, too much about changing myself. God, I need you to change me. God, I'm not going to do the work. God, you're going to do work through me. God, I don't change anything, but you change me. And so, God, I want that in my life today. God, send your son, Jesus, into my life. God, change me inside out. And I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come